0: the positive birth story podcast with me swedish midwife Wasserholstein holstein have embarked on a fantastic road trip to the u.s to gather more birth stories from amazing women i prepared myself for the trip like if it would have been my first birth thoroughly but just like when we give birth things don't always go as planned and crucial parts of the podcast equipment was left behind in my New York hotel room before driving many hours heading to Airy, Pennsylvania. I freaked out. But with self-love, acceptance, deep breathing and new microphones, it all turned out just the way it was supposed to. Good enough. Which in itself always is perfect.
1: What opened my eyes to how powerful and emotional it is was you know my experience with my very first baby my son um i never obviously <laughs> never experienced anything like that and it was just it just blew my mind in
0: this episode we'll hear amy talk about giving birth to her first child at home it's a really cool and empowering story about owning your options and fully trusting birth this is a podcast with women for women So hi Amy. Hi.
1: I'm super <laughs> excited to have you here. I am so happy to see you yeah. <laughs> and again to chat with you. Yes. Again. Yes.
0: So we're right now in Erie, Pennsylvania where you live? Yes, my hometown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm on a little road trip recording new episodes for the podcast. I usually record in my home in Old Town of Stockholm. Oh.
1: A little different. Here. Yeah, a little different. Very
0: sunny day. <laughs> Cold and sunny
1: today, yeah, but yeah. Winter. I'm so happy. It's really special for you to be here. <laughs> yeah, it
0: is, because uh, you were one of the women that sparked this whole idea of mine. Really? Yeah. Oh, how
1: fun. We met at the Good Life Project camp. Mm-hmm. Camp GLP. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we... We met at that yoga class, the restorative yoga, and I wasn't even signed up for the class. I don't know if, remember if I told you about that. I had initially not signed up and I was thought, if there's a space, I'll pop in because I was tired. I need a little yoga and happened to set my mat right next to you. <laughs> and then we started chatting yeah, about class. my babies. Yeah. I know. Uh-huh. And it was just like the. Oh, a beautiful heart-to-heart conversation yeah. about birth. Yeah, I think they kicked us out. They said, okay, we need to clear yeah. the space for the next glass coming. <laughs> we're like, okay, we're still talking birth. Hold on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is more important. It was meant to be. <laughs> and you're the mother of four children. Four, yes. So since you have so much experience, I've actually decided to make two episodes with you. <laughs> so in this first episode, we're going to talk about uh, birth number one that ended up being home birth. Yes. What were your views on childbirth prior to becoming pregnant?
1: Well, I also, before I got pregnant, it was interesting, I had an introduction to birth when I did my prenatal yoga training. So my husband and I were living in New York City, and I decided to get my 200-hour, My I guess you would say, like my basic yoga training and then I did the additional prenatal yoga training. So that in that training that opened my eyes to it wasn't just specifically how to arrange the pregnant mother in poses that would be comfortable and helpful um, but it gave us a very interesting background on pregnancy and birth in particular. And it just, it was fascinating to me. That course opened my eyes to the fact that birth is normal (laughs) and something that can be really positive. And that was a really big shift in perspective because I just thought um, that it was a painful thing, that it was scary and overwhelming. And um, it's what we see, unfortunately, in so much of um, you know, on TV shows and in movies, we see a woman just screaming and in pain. And after going through my prenatal yoga training course, hearing and reading um positive birth stories, it was it was completely eye-opening and changed my perspective hearing from women who sure went through something that was really intense. Um, but they managed it in ways. There are ways to manage, you know, the pain or discomfort or intensity. Um, So that was a wonderful shift in perspective for me and really opened my eyes to the fact that, wow, this can be a really beautiful thing. I was really curious to to experience birth. Um, for myself, you know, because each and every birth will be different, even as I've experienced, even throughout my three births with my four children, um, each one is very different. So um, that's, I guess, a little bit of, of my background and how what I thought about birth and how it kind of evolved um, throughout my adult life.
0: And how would you describe yourself as a person? And did your personality reflect on how you approached birth preparation?
1: Probably. I'm sure that it did. I was a dancer my whole life. So I grew up dancing here in Erie and continued my dance training in college. I went to Philadelphia and um, was a dance major there in Philadelphia and then moved to New York for dance. So I was always very physical um, and very much in tune with my body, dancing my entire life. So... I think that also led to my curiosity for experiencing this very physical act of birth. So I think I've always had this, of course, this passion for movement, but this sense of curiosity about, about movement and life and just enjoying, really enjoying this journey of life that we're on. It's, it's a beautiful thing with, um, as we will discuss in birth, with the right people around you, You know that sense of community and that team, especially your birth team, it makes it makes such a difference. So, how did you plan giving birth the first time? Our first with um, the training that I had gone through in my prenatal yoga training. I read a lot of uh, home birth stories and I actually found it to be really fascinating and it made sense the more of a hands-off approach instead of trying to control it, allowing nature to take its course. What it's always done. I started to just fully believe in in the power of birth. We had a a very healthy and kind of on track pregnancy, so everything was was going great there. Was
0: your husband was he also part of this idea of trying to give birth at home?
1: I proposed the idea of home birth to my husband. He is an ER physician, so he is a doctor who works in the emergency room here. And um, he sees the bad things that come in. You know, he sees when things, when they need medical help (laughs) and attention. That was certainly him wrapping his head around a very new idea that I hadn't really mentioned to him before. (laughs) So uh, I said, let's just chat with, we had heard wonderful things about a home birth midwife here. I said, let's just chat with her and see. And I wasn't pressuring him either way because it was still difficult for me to, to dive in. You know, I, I hadn't, made the decision officially. And so we met with her and she just presented it in the calmest and easiest, you know, way. And she also shared how her experience and her training and her confidence in recognizing when it is important to transfer signs that she looks for, for a hospital transfer. After we got out of our meeting with her, with the home birth midwife, my husband kind of looked at me. He said, well, that was interesting. You know, he was a little spark had been lit and he thought, okay, maybe we could do this. You know, I see that side of the story now and I see where she's coming from, but I loved the idea of just staying at home. It just made so much sense. Um, to stay in this place that is already familiar and comfortable and safe for you. So it just made so much sense to me. So we travel along throughout our pregnancy. Everything's going great. We're still meeting with the um, the physician, the OB here, and um, meeting with her as well, meeting with the midwife, just continuing that relationship. That was one of the other things that I absolutely loved about home birth, uh, meeting with the midwife. It was just a much more intimate relationship that we that she has the time for, versus here they just don't have the time to really sit down and chat. Besides checking off the things off mm. the list, we, we developed a lovely relationship.
0: What were the reactions you got from the people that you told about you maybe wanting to have a home birth?
1: That was reactions of others and um, probably my own sensitivity to it, being pregnant and hormonal and emotional <laughs> and everything. I'm sure I was a little bit more sensitive um, and maybe looking for things that weren't there. But I feel like you're almost on the defensive when you are mentioning, or you need to explain why, you know, you're mentioning a home birth. And um, thankfully we weren't met with a whole lot of judgment that was put on us necessarily, but I know that it's not the normal path that birthing women take um, in our city and even in our country. Home birth is starting to you know, become more recognized, but it's still quite a, a challenge for Um, Women to either choose that path and home birth midwives to keep, you know, a solid practice for themselves. Um, But I think this is a wonderful thing, sharing our stories about it and sharing that, yeah, we had a really wonderful home birth because maybe the the home birth transfers to the hospitals are the ones that get, you know, blasted everywhere and see this is why you shouldn't do that, (laughs) but... I mean anything could happen to anyone at any time you know so of course there's there's risk in everything there's risk of walking out of this <laughs> so our plan for for our first was actually to have our home birth midwife come to the hospital and support us because truly I was I was still a little on the fence it was hard for me to to dive in completely but I overthink a lot. <laughs> okay. So her role then would be more like a doula. Right. Yeah. Right. She agreed to, to supporting mm-hmm. us. So we continued that relationship, um, even though the plan was to still go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But she would be there for labor support like a doula. Yeah.
0: Can you remember where you were when you realized that birth
1: had started? Uh, yes, actually, my husband and I just talked about that the other day. It was funny. We we were at our home, of course, it was evening, um, and we were watching TV downstairs. And I remember starting to feel just light waves. Uh, you know, I always had read that they are like waves that gently, you know, start out kind of mm-hmm. fairly easily. <laughs> you get a glimmer of them, they start to rise in intensity, and then they start to fade away. And that's exactly what it felt like for me, which was pretty fascinating. Um, so I remember starting to notice this gentle, wave-like feeling of, you know, just a little discomfort. It wasn't anything where I was actively um, managing the contractions. So we were downstairs and it was around 9 p.m., I remember, and we called our midwife to let her know um, that labor had started. We were thinking, you know, okay, she'll come to the house at some point in the night and um, help us with labor support techniques so that we could go into the hospital when we were ready, not I knew I didn't want to go to the hospital right away and labor in the hospital. I wanted to mostly labor at home Mm -hmm. and then go to the hospital once we felt, you know, we needed to. to, And that's where it turns a little funny (laughs) with our story because we just labored at home. We were... I was managing it and relaxing into it and surrendering. I remember signaling for my muscles to just surrender completely instead of gripping and tensing and holding on and kind of resisting the contraction. I allowed myself to, in a way, just follow that wave of the contraction. And I did all my similar labor techniques, lots of movement, lots of hip swaying through the contractions. I like to sway my hips through the contractions. It gives me something to do, even though I'm fully surrendered, like my arms, my face, my, everything else is melting. I'm just kind of gently swaying my hips to help baby move and give me something to do as well. I remember with my mind signaling all my muscles to just relax, like mm-hmm. just relax and let it go and trust that my body was doing what it needed to do. And your husband? he was What was his role? He remember? was timing the contractions. <laughs> he was writing down. It's funny. I think we wrote down the timing of the contractions a lot more for our first than we did for our second. Like a little medical chart? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. Very detailed medical <laughs> charts. Um, he was just there for me. He would get me um, water or a few little snacks. I remember just eating a couple grapes and some crackers. I think that's really all I ate throughout um, the first our first birth experience and in and out of the tub I did labor in the tub and it felt really nice we in our old home that we were in we had a nice large it was a larger tub so I had a lot of nice room in there um, to kind of just go to my knees or move around but the water felt so Mm -hmm. wonderful and that was where I actually went through transition um, those last few um, stages before I was ready to push that's where I went through transition when I was in the water, and I I know without a doubt that that helped me um, handle that. So that's
0: my experience too. It's so pain relieving and
1: relaxing, oh, and just what a difference!
0: I have a Swedish midwife colleague that's uh, doing research about this in Sweden, and the first um, part of the study is just so empowering. Mm-hmm. It shows that it will shorten the time of labor if you give birth in water. Mm-hmm. It will um, decrease the. Um, use of medical Mm -hmm. um, Mm painkillers, and it will also decrease the risk of a big tear.
1: I know, without a doubt, it made a difference. I remember feeling at one point, and it was certainly during transition, where I thought I was going to throw up, and I didn't, but I felt this like convulsion of my body, and I thought, oh boy, that that's something different. So I had a feeling that something was happening then. So when did you finally decide to call the midwife then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We'd given her a heads up, you know, at 9 p.m. that it's this might be happening. You know, it might be happening tonight. Who knows, maybe tomorrow, but just letting you know. So we're laboring through the night. I felt badly for calling her, waking her up. I know this is her job. That's what she's used to. It's silly that we were thinking along those lines. But I think it was about... Um, 3am maybe, we call her and say, okay, things are certainly progressing. Um, Why don't you get ready and start to come on in and, and we'll see where we're at. So she lived about an, at that time, she lived about an hour away from us, but it was winter. It was February and snowy, of course. So it took her an extra 40 minutes. So it was about an hour and 40 minute commute for her to come in. So by that time, we call her when we're really starting to move along. By that time, I went through transition in that time frame, and I'm feeling this convulsion in my body, and she's not there. And I'm like, something is definitely happening. I think my body is wanting to push now, but I'm not pushing until she's here. I'm not going to just push with just my husband, even though certainly, I guess if we had to, he could deliver the baby. He's done it before. (laughs) He doesn't like to catch babies. He says they're slippery. (laughs) Scares they him. are. <laughs> he doesn't like to but of course he would and he could um so I kind of I don't follow my body's lead there that's when I I was saying okay so h- just how gonna... did you not follow it because it's such a strong urge yes. I felt that my body wanted to go there but I didn't encourage and follow through with mm. the rest of that active you know part of it that uh, my body was still doing it I'm sure if yeah I had to it or if the baby was ready it would have come out but it turns out I end up I did end up pushing for quite a while with with my first so um so she arrives finally <laughs> I'm so happy to see her I come out of the tub lay on the bed she checks me and says yes those urges that you were feeling are correct uh, the head I can feel the head the head is there um she says now very calmly <laughs> um since you're ready to push I would recommend we either go to the hospital by ambulance and don't want you getting in the car at this point, not knowing how quickly baby could come. I recommend we either get in, um, call an ambulance or, she said... She didn't want us to travel by car. Um, she said, I brought my home birth kit. She was prepared. Of course, it's winter, not knowing what could happen. She's got her home birth kit with her. She said, I'm prepared for this. She knew that we had, we had a normal pregnancy, healthy pregnancy throughout. Um, so she knew we didn't have any of those complications walking into it. So we were a low risk pregnancy. And that is one of the big, um, factors that I do explain to people is, Look, a high-risk pregnancy is not planning a home birth. They're planning a hospital birth. So we said, when she offered that, I knew without a doubt, yes. I'm like, if you're offering me to stay here, I'm naked (laughs) in my bedroom. I really don't want to attempt to put clothes on, feeling this baby like right there. You know, that so low. That pressure is there. I am ready. Um, So she said, okay. She instructed my husband, go out to the car, bring this in. And, they woo- and he was fine with this too? He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was trusting my judgment call, basically, and fully supported and felt mm. felt confident in our midwife's abilities as well. Mm. So he trusted. He was trusting the process too. We had a whole team of trust around us, and it was just wonderful. So he brings her kit in. I remember seeing a little oxygen tank, everything set up, and I thought, wow, that's impressive. You know, she's got more than I expected. <laughs> Um, and she ended up calling another midwife who lived in the neighborhood at 4 a.m. 4:30, and said, um, "Hey, would you mind coming to just assist in case we need an extra hand?" She works. She always works with an assistant, so mm. another trained set of hands—one for mama, one for baby. So you've got a medical, um, medically trained person on on both humans that could need the mm-hmm. attention. So I'm propped up on pillows. My elbows are propped up on pillows, taking the weight off of my low back and mm-hmm. using a bit of gravity. I was more horizontal in my mid and upper back. So you could imagine if I was totally on the bed, it would be on hands and knees in a way, but I was standing mm. on the floor with my elbows on the bed and I was holding onto my husband. Mm. That was where I was not in my relaxed, let the muscles melt stage. And that was where I was fully engaged, fully aware, and using the strength of him. We were holding on, and um, I was using his strength there and Mm. needed that very um, kind of aggressive, in a way, physical approach to it. So... um, Yeah, that was how. I pushed for about uh, over an hour. I think it was about an hour and a half. It takes time to allow the tissue in the vagina to fully expand. So it took some time, which was great. And my midwife just kept encouraging us, she said, and me. She said, you're doing just fine. Like, I had all those words of encouragement floating Mm. in. I had no no one doubted me no one you know I was just imagining in a hospital setting like oh do you want this or we could help move it along with this or that like it was never even in the discussion which was so wonderful it kept me even when I started to you know feel frustrated or defeated it just kept me in that positive mindset of encouraging words and um I that's what a Pregnant and birthing mama needs to hear is that you're doing a great job. It's as simple as that, you know. And she would give me a warm compress, um, on the perineum to help with stretching, help with the tissue there, and um, just everything's great. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great Mm -hmm. job. I just kept hearing those words and I was like, okay. So did you work with any pictures or visualizations or? I didn't a whole lot. Throughout um, throughout my birth, I didn't, Mm no. um, Well, I I mean, I guess I did. I guess I closed my eyes most of the time. Mm -hmm. I was inward. I think some people do like to focus on a visualization, maybe a picture that they have. Um, I was very much an inward focus. And so my visualizations were all going on inside Maybe I was visualizing baby. I know that I was, like, I was coaching myself through. I was Mm. coaching myself to relax. You were talking to yourself. Yeah. Talking to myself Mm. and surrender. Mm. Oh, I did say open. I loved that one, too, Mm. especially during pushing. I needed that vocalization, and I would do the low tone, saying open. Like on an exhale, I would encourage my body open, or I would say, "It's okay, baby, come out, baby, <laughs> open." <laughs> so I had that low tone that I had read somewhere: open throat, open oh, vagina. Yeah, but it's, connection yeah. there um, when we're tight and closed um, up in our throat, tense tenses in in the vagina. So open throat, open vagina. Yeah, was, because you want to go and down. Then I go. <laughs> because the baby's born okay? Yeah.
0: Baby's born now makes here. Sense. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's super helpful. Yeah. And also, like, it's the same kind of muscles in the mouth as it is in the, you know, in the vagina. Mm-hmm. So a tight mouth mm-hmm. makes a tight bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So loose mouth is good. Yeah. It'll help you relax so and
1: allow the baby to come out. Right, exactly. That was one of, that was definitely one that I held on to, but not a whole lot of, um, You know, picture visualization or anything like that was really internal, so Mm. internal. But I think that's also part of my yoga practice that Mm. helped me, you know, get to that place. It's very, if you have a strong yoga practice, it's, oh, my experiences from
0: helping so many women throughout Mm -hmm. birth. It's just super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot like what yoga is all about. Mm -hmm. You stay in this crazy position sometimes and mm-hmm. you have to breathe through yeah. it mm-hmm. and just go into a calm space in your mind yeah. and just like allow whatever you feel in the body to be there to be there yeah and just be feel mindful it. about it yeah, yeah it's okay yeah. this I have this sensation now I'm, I'm not loving it but it's okay mm-hmm. it will go
1: away it will change yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah its so it's helpful. temporary yeah. it's temporary this moment that you're in is temporary this is not forever not gonna be pushing forever in this wave of contraction at the peak of it forever it's gonna come and go it's Mm. temporary yeah
0: and there's always going to be the break in between Mm -hmm. where you don't have any sensation at all right yeah up until then where you feel the pressure of the baby's head yeah that is that sensation is there even in between
1: the contractions, right but then your body, you've got adrenaline running through your body. Oh. Your body is signaling everything for you know its own pain management in a way. Mm. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm. I remember hitting that. I was very much in my yoga like blissful state, my um, my baby laboring state, totally you know kind of felt out of it in another world. And I remember, the, I remember that adrenaline kicking in for the pushing stage. I, it felt like crystal clear. Mm. I remember looking at them setting up. Um, everything on, on our dresser and it was like whew, a shot of adrenaline to, to my body and I felt ready even though did I labored the through the night
0: to pound faster and yeah. it was like
1: yeah I, I labored through the night I was tired you know certainly tired but holy that adrenaline kicked in and I was ready I was ready for the task and then I did it so I had him and she brought him up between my legs and laid him on the bed right in front of me and I remember my first words were it's out. Because we didn't know what we were having. I exclaimed, it's out. And my husband looked down and he said, it's a boy. And I just couldn't believe it. It was, it was such an incredible feeling, that feeling of birthing my own baby in our home. And then I kind of looked up and I was, it was shocking to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're still in our home. What an amazing thing. Um, And then the two midwives just helped, carefully helped me into the bed. And we had our beautiful and peaceful time there. She checked baby, did the APGAR test, were making sure um, baby was looking good, and then back to mama and... It was, it was just lovely. So
0: how did you do with the blood that's uh,
1: there. part of oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. birth? You were in the bedroom, yeah. on the bed. Right. That's what everyone else thinks as yeah. well. Well, it's so messy. I don't want to do it. It's so messy. She has disposable pads. They're like very large disposable pads. So those were laid out on the floor, and there was a few on the bed. Um So after that, and all of the fluids and the blood and everything, everything went onto the pads and was wiped up. And we had a lot of towels. She also instructed my husband to go, (laughs) when we decided we were staying there, grab some towels, washcloths, grab um, my kit. And then she, we had everything laid out over the floor. Um... So the other funny thing that I always think of, they were like little, um, if you know the movie Cinderella, they were like the little mice in Cinderella that just whipped everything into shape after we lay on the bed and have our time. Oh, they made us food. It was just amazing. They made us breakfast. She said, okay, you're going to need some food now. They made eggs and toast. It was in the morning. It was just so lovely. We're, like, sitting in our bed, eating eggs and toast and sipping coffee and orange juice with our new baby. It was just surreal and just so beautiful. And my husband was really impressed with how (laughs) easily and seamlessly everything went along. And very (laughs) unmedical. Yes, very unmedical.
0: Is there any advice you would like to give uh, the women listening that are interested about exploring the options for a home birth?
1: Like we just did. We just met with the home birth midwife to just kind of get the ball rolling. You know, I think meeting with them and actually chatting face to face is a really great start. Reading experiences or listening to experiences of women that have had um, positive home births to say, okay, this is normal, you know hearing all of that information and absorbing it is, is certainly helpful. And then just beginning by reaching out to a home birth midwife and, or asking, you know, asking around to find the, their, the women in the community, their recommendation, meeting with her and just starting that conversation. And you'll, I mean, you're not supposed to, I'm was, I did not know going into it what it would all entail. That's their job, their profession to kind of help guide you along in a bit of the process. And then, of course, you want to feel comfortable. And I think that you get a pretty good idea from the first meeting. I mean, I knew without a doubt the first time we met with our home birth midwife, I knew without a doubt that mm. this was going to be great. So I felt confident from the start. If you don't, if something's telling you in your heart um, that, you know, maybe this isn't the right fit you that's another thing you always have a choice to switch providers even if you are in in the obstetrics practice if you're not comfortable you always have a choice you can switch practices to find the right team because um again our team that trusted us and and supported us through that that's why they're like family to us so that's wonderful
0: so if you would like to give the women listening to the podcast an advice about birth or birth preparation uh, what would that be
1: I, first of all, I would say birth stories. Listen or read birth stories. Um, but, although I, I guess I should start off saying there are different things that are going to resonate with different women. So mm, Always. Some women might not enjoy listening mm. to birth stories or might not enjoy reading them. Um, find what resonates with you and that helps you feel good. I thought that I needed to hear other people's um, negative birth stories to learn from them. No, I didn't. For me, it was it was overwhelming me and um, stressing me out. And actually, our midwife suggested that. She said, Amy, you just need to focus on the positive. If listening to positive birth stories um, helps you to feel more confident and empowered in your body, then do that. Um, I'm also, I just encourage women to read or inform themselves, I guess, as much as they can. You don't want to go overboard with it, but understand what is going on throughout birth, understand the experience, you know, from a book perspective of the basics that are happening, and remember that it's going to be unique to you, Um, and to also understand what are the potential interventions that they might suggest if you do go into a hospital setting. And having that background of knowledge is almost like, well, as we know, information is power. So to go into it blindly, um, Hopefully, you might have a great outcome. You may. It's possible. But I think it's really important to inform yourself to know um, what your options are. Mm. I totally agree.
0: Has this changed the way you look upon yourself and your abilities mentally and physically? Mm, Absolutely.
1: I... Birth is intense. I I will not say that, oh, it was easy. I just pushed and out the baby came. And labor, I didn't even notice it because I was in the water. I was using all of my techniques mentally to relax my body and surrender and trust and not go into that place of fear and doubt and that chatter that goes on in your brain Mm. that works you up into a scenario that's not even happening. It, It encouraged me and really emphasized the fact of look check in right here right now and that's what I had to do each single contraction mm. I said right now I'm okay I can manage this one right now doesn't matter how many I've already gone through how many are to come I don't know how many are to come in my birth I checked in right here in this moment and what I can do I can breathe in and I can breathe out and I'm okay I'm okay right now. might not be the most comfortable sensation that I'm feeling. No, you don't have to love it. Right. You just have to do don't it and have cope to with love it. it. No, you don't I have can to get it. through this right now. I can get through this moment. Baby steps. It's like baby steps. You might take a couple of steps back. It's okay. But right. Baby steps moving you forward. So that really solidified this practice of presence and mindfulness and just this awareness of your physical body, and your mental state. And and how close they are connected. How close they're connected, how the breath um, plays a role in it all. Mm. So huge, hugely eye-opening for me um, kind of moving forward. And, yeah, I think every, every mama that experiences um, a vaginal birth, you're like, whoa, you feel like a superhero, and you've just done something you've never, ever done before. And moved through it, you feel like you could tackle anything. <laughs> and that is one of the beautiful things that you get to experience in, in a natural birth, that the oxytocin afterwards, your body is doing its, its work that it knows how to do. And that, uh, that awareness after birth mm. is just, it was amazing. Yeah.
0: Did you know that you had this superpower in you before?
1: I didn't know. I wasn't like, oh, sure, I can do this. I'm a pretty confident person, but still, there was doubt for sure. It's scary. It's overwhelming. My breath was helping me surrender, and it all worked together, and it was fascinating. And I was surprised at myself (laughs) in the end. I was surprised that I was able to do that and that um, it's huge. It's more than just the physical act of birthing your baby and having a healthy baby and a healthy mom at the end. There is so much more that goes into it that um, it's it's important. (laughs) It's really important. Women research so much about the right um, car seat and stroller and crib and getting some great decor for their nursery that the baby probably won't even sleep in for a while. Having that research and having that solid foundation for your birth is way more important than what the walls of the nursery are going to look like and what stroller you've got and matching onesies. So Have get that solid um, foundation and team in place for you to have a birth experience where you feel heard and understood and listened to and respected and safe. And what opened my eyes to how powerful and emotional it is was, you know, my experience with my very first baby, my son. Um, I never, obviously, (laughs) I've never experienced anything like that. And it was just, it just blew my mind, you know, so. Thank you so much for sharing your story <laughs> and, and your thoughts welcome. about birth. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to share it with you. I love chatting about it.
0: <laughs> uh, I can hear it. And I love you talking about it too. It's so powerful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Of course. Thank you for listening to the Positive Birth Story podcast with Miss Swedish midwife Wasserholstein, Holstein. And thank you, dear Amy, for sharing your birth energy with us. I'm so thrilled that we have one more episode with you coming up. In next week's episode, Amy will share the birth of her twins with us. And that is an episode you don't want to miss. For me, as a midwife, it is so important that women have different options in how they want to give birth. Not every option fits everyone. So for some women, home birth is a fantastic option. To plan a home birth, you need to be healthy and have a low-risk pregnancy. And from my experience, it's also very important that you and your partner is equally committed to this option. And if you think this is interesting, go out and explore your options and find a home birth midwife that resonates with you. If you want to read more about me and this mission of mine, go to the thepositivebirthstorypodcast.com. To be sure that you don't miss an episode, do subscribe. And if you want to know more about Amy, check out exercisingbalance.com. May the force be with you.